Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week we read Kagurasama, Love is War. I was going to say War is Love, which is not correct. No. What did you think of Shonen Jump this week, Kevin, since we were really down on it last week? Better than last week, not for sure. super amazing either, though. Okay, we are in lockstep then. It would be hard for it to be worse than last week, if we're being honest, but... Yes, but this was this was closer to, like, I'll say an average issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah. Like just This was just below average, I would say. Sure. I was disappointed with a lot of stuff, but at least there were a few things that I was like, oh, that was fun. Yeah. And oddly, I found a lot of the stuff I normally really don't like kind of performed this week. Okay. Not all of it, for sure, but a mm. lot of it. Mm. But we'll start with the perennial performer which is one piece chapter 1047 the sky over the capital it was good to have one piece back but in my opinion it was just kind of a chapter of one piece which is one of the reasons i think why this issue didn't seem super great to me yeah it was still you know like you said it's good to have one piece back i still like one piece yeah there were bits i liked i like the mafia boss being like hey if we if luffy wins then we'll all die because we'll all crash into the ocean but if Kaido wins, then we'll live. And they're like, ah, we'd rather die. I like that as a beat and a bit, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really make sense to put it in the story here, I feel like, as opposed to somewhere else. I feel like that's stronger before Luffy died in air quotes earlier. Yeah. We also have some One Piece weakness stuff, like the idea of Luffy grabbing a lightning bolt out of the clouds because he's rubber and throwing it is really cool, but it's not really drawn well. It doesn't make you go, oh man, that's what he's doing, That which would have been super cool. Yeah, there's definitely a bit of that. And I'm so tired of Orochi doing anything. He's died how many times now? Yeah, that that seems a little silly. It's like, oh, you know, Orochi's back. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, still pretty good stuff. Because like I said, all the stuff Luffy does in the fight is a good idea. I just wish it was drawn better. Like I, Which is my biggest criticism as one, of One Piece, I think. And like I said, the moment works. It just feels odd for it to be here. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on One Piece? I do like that we focus a little bit on Momo here, and we have Luffy being like, all right, so I've made a fist big enough to smash the entire island. Yes. So you're going to have to move it so that I can punch Kaido into the ocean. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, it's a good uh, cliffhanger at the end. I agree. Or cliffhanger isn't even the right word, but it's a good place to leave it off. That'll lead us to Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 182, Tokyo Number 2 Colony Part 2. What did you think of Jujutsu Kaisen this week, Kevin? Eh, I still, like, I don't know who this new manga creator character is. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be rooting for him or not. I don't know if I'm supposed to be rooting for him or the other guy. Like, I I just, I don't, I I I, don't know. I, I also very much felt that. And even with the judge character, I liked him so much more. Yeah. Well, and again, because like he got teased, and then the first thing we see the judge character doing isn't fighting some other person. It's you know he f- he shows up to confront, or I guess uh, Itadori shows up to confront him. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I understand what's you know the dynamic here. There's like, and then these two people are fighting. Who who do I root for? Is it none of them? <laughs> it feels like it should be none of them, but like I don't know. We need a point of view character here, right? Yes. It reminds me of the vices of late Naruto, where it's suddenly like, hey, this guy can shoot lasers. He's pretty cool. Let's follow him for a bit. Yeah, and it's like, I, you know, I'm I'm fine with you introducing new characters at appropriate 
times and not just, let's go over here and follow this guy. And there's a big difference between introducing a new character and deciding a new character is the focal point of the story for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it really isn't doing anything for me. Mm -hmm. Even though this is a power set I should really, really like. Yeah, I just, I wasn't super interested in the powers either. I mean, I feel like I should be. I'm not either. But I feel like on paper, when you say this, it sounds like a really cool idea. If I'm the editor and you pitch this, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's rad. Yeah. But as a reader, I'm not like, oh, yeah, this guy's rad. Yeah. I think it's, you know, we've had the lawyer guy, the comedian guy, who, like, I feel like were handled much better with their introductions and also had rad power sets. So now this one was just like, here's another guy with a cool power set I came up with. I wouldn't even consider the comedian guy on the same level. Um, obviously, you like that character more than me, but he just shows up in the middle of a fight with a main character. Like, that's way more reasonable. That's how you introduce characters in a shonen battle manga. Yeah, I was just bringing it's up, super like, typical. I like his power set. You know, like, these, they've been, this seems like he's pulling out a lot of, like, hey, I've got the, all these cool power ideas. Hey, we're doing the Battle Royale, so here are all of these cool power sets. It's like, sweet. But yeah, I, I care about these other characters that you've been introducing, even the villains that have cool power sets that I'm like, all right, these are the villains, but like, that's a cool power set. Not just two, you know, watching two random people go fight over there. Yeah, it doesn't really track at all. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have a special Haikyuu one shot, A Party Reignited, which I really want to have liked. And like, I did like it. It ranked fairly high, but it's yes. kind of nothing. I think there's still a little bit of, I don't know who all of these people are. Like, I know who some of them are. For sure. My criticism of it is that even when the characters I do know who they are show up, I'm kind of, I'm not super excited. It seems very much just a, and this guy, and you like this guy, and you like this guy, right? Like, they don't yeah. do anything new. Yep. And there's some, like, vague, maybe anti-war, maybe just pro-sports manga messaging at the end. I'm not sure which is it supposed to be. I took it as pro sports manga kind of talking about like not war specifically but like haikyuu was a sports manga that did very well in shonen jump so like that's what i was taking it from of i don't need people beating the bad guys and we're not trying to save the planet we're just some boys who are playing a game of volleyball yeah but and i was as popular as one piece and my hero and stuff like that where there's much higher stakes like th these were just guys playing volleyball yeah, and I can definitely read it that way, and I sort of did. But at the same time, I have to wonder, why is this one-shot happening now? What made the creator want to make this? And it could be Shonen Jump needed to fill a spot and said, hey, do you want this bag of money to write a one-shot? And he said, sure. Mm -hmm. But also with like current events, I wonder if that inspired him to like do that. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. It's certainly possible. But I was left at the end of this chapter very much feeling why was this made? And that's one possibility given the ending, I feel. And it's the only one that makes sense to me other than sheer capitalism. Yeah. I mean, I could also have seen it, this was something that he wrote and they just had it like in their back pocket to pull out. You know, like, hey, we, we've got an extra spot in the magazine. Here's a one shot. It just didn't at all improve my enjoyment of Haikyuu, a thing that I enjoy a lot more than I did when it was in Jump. Fair. Anything else you want to say about it? Next up, we have the Elusive Samurai Chapter 60, Rogues 1335. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I like it. I like where we're going. I really love the, the moment where he's like, I should think back on my memories and try and come up with a good strategy. 
everyone I met is fucking weird. All my memories are of weirdos, is the exact quote. It was so good. I quite like this chapter as well. What do you think of the attempt to... Humanize isn't the right word, but they basically give a pet the dog moment to the, like, super bandit character. And what do you think of that thematically? So I, I actually really like it because I like that he actually, like, even before this, he has turned his life around and been less of a douchebag after he almost got killed and then the the crazy eyeball guy who while we see as a bad guy isn't actually that bad of a guy i assume he is based on a real historical person yeah who who is a retainer to this villain of history but is obviously was just a person trying to run the province he was given yeah so like both the both for me both the bandit character and the the eyeball guy, why they are villains, don't seem like bad dudes. Just like you said, you know, the one guy's like, well, I've kind of turned my life around and uh, now I'm trying to, run the, trying to run this province and repay the Lord who saved my life. Because when he almost died, he realized like, oh, this isn't how I should be acting. Yeah, I like it as a turn. I just found it very tonally weird because where it introduces him like literally threatening to decapitate his subordinates if they don't do what he wants and it's a more positive thing. I agree. But that contrasted with him just literally talking to a little girl, especially after the weirdos thing, I just found very tonally weird. I don't dislike it from a macro story perspective. Gotcha. So I was curious what your thoughts on it were. Yeah, I still like that even that disconnect of him because it's not Yes, it is him threatening to decapitate the person, but it's him threatening to decapitate the person that's uh, saying, hey, let's go rape that lady. Yeah. So he's taking a hard stance with, you know, all right, these are these are the people who used to work under me who were all horrible bandits. I have to have that hardline stance, even though I'm a better person now. So that didn't scream weird to me. To then see him talking to a little girl, because this seemed like a, I've turned my life around, but I still understand these guys only respond to violence. I can't. I think it was just how extreme the pet the dog moment was. It's okay. like, a, it feels like it's right out of a screenwriting book. And this manga writer is better than that. Gotcha. Because it's this little girl character didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he has a pet little girl now. So to show he's a better person. Mm-hmm. But like I said, from a macro story perspective, I do like it. I do think it's thematically congruent with the story. And for all I know, historically speaking, this happened. And if I was more familiar with the historical context, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that character. Mm. And that could be. That'll bring us to Ayashima in Chapter 21, Sack, which I liked quite a bit. Yeah. I, I like the idea of Kitsune Tanuki Alliance yes. quite a bit. Just saying that makes me happy. And I don't super love where they leave the chapter off, but I would have left it earlier on the cliffhanger of, oh no, they're trapped rather than the heroic solution. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're not out of it yet, but yes, th- this, it is a cool reveal of, oh yeah, I just tap- telepathically told my Shonen boy to come save us. <laughs> yeah. Cause we know that they've been in telepathic communication. Yeah. And it's been long enough since they said anything that I wasn't like, oh, she's just going to tell him. But mm-hmm. like, as soon as that came across, I'm like, oh yeah, obviously that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also kind of like the hotel boss guy. Uh, he's exactly the sort of asshole I kind of want in my manga series. Yep. I'm like, please summarize a report on that character in less than three pages before he comes and beats the shit out of me, if you would. 
Yeah, I did like that. I'm not talking to you. We're actually following her. Wait, really? Shit. Um, okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I like how he's kind of like, you know, ha, huh, I have all of the cards here. What do you mean I don't have all of the cards? Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? I thought it was a pretty good chapter. Yeah, I liked it. That'll bring us to blue box number 50, Unfair Woman. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I liked this chapter too. I'm still liking blue box. I like Chio kind of like getting her perspective of how she feels is interesting. I really liked that. I like the revelation that she still thinks the two of them are dating, despite him telling her they they are not. Yes. I, I really like that bit. I like the conversation with her mom. This seems like a very masculine focused writing of a female character, though. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's a very light criticism of it. Yeah. But it's still kind of like, I-, I get it. Her mom's like, oh, don't you think you're being a horrible person, not realizing that's what she's saying? And then Shinatsu feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. But that that seems like a very masculine point of view. And I think the story is going to be better than that. And the point is that Shinatsu is not actually being selfish, but she just thinks she is. Yeah. But the, as the story is presented in this chapter, it feels like it's kind of blaming her for it. Mm. And I don't like that particularly. But like I said, I have enough faith in the story that I think we're going to explore that further and get past it. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to Mashal Magic Muscles Chapter 105, Mash Burned It in the Armor of Challenge. Or as I would like to call it, Mash Burned It in the Everybody Be Training Yo. Yeah. I thought this was fine. I laughed at, I think it was the moment when it was like, get in the Iron Maiden. No, I, I said, get in the Iron Maiden. And then the, the little character is like, you know, yeah, it sucks in there, right? And Mash, like, punches him through the Iron, <laughs> Iron Maiden. Maiden. was funny. Yeah. Like, it got a chuckle out of me. And I was like, all right, this this is fine. But, yeah, yeah this I is just agree. more training. It's fine. I I kind of wish we had just completely cut from Mashal and saw everybody else's training. Because I kind of like that idea. Yeah. But it's weird how Dragon Ball Mashal became all of a sudden. Because, like, it always had a little bit of Dragon Ball DNA. It seemed pretty removed. Mm-hmm. And this just feels incredibly Saiyan Saga trading arc specifically to me. Yep. But it was fine. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us, last but not least, to Mission Yuzakura Family Mission 127. Idiot. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I thought this was a good resolution. I like all of the siblings being like, all right, you know you're in you're in big trouble for pulling this shit, right? And him being like, uh, Mitsumi, help! She's like, mm, No. I understand the dramatic pacing of this chapter, and I don't think it's bad, but I felt a little bait and switch by them literally going, and now it's time for us to have some more fun one-shot chapters, like you guys like. And then they're like, no, it's time for serious story, when their dad shows up. Yeah. I I get it, but I didn't particularly care for it. Yeah. Because like I said, I feel like Mission Yuzakura family is pretty meh when it's doing serious shonen stuff. Yeah, that's true. Anything else you want to say on it? All right, that'll bring us into Jump Card.
Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we read every week. We had 20 chapters this week. What do you have at number 20, Kevin? That's right, me and Robico. Same. This was an unbearable chapter of me and Robico. I, I desperately want to know who finds this funny, because this just seems like the writer ragging on himself. And I get that self-detrimental humor. I think it can be funny. Like, I feel like there are a couple episodes of Mitama Sakura that did a similar thing. But it was rare enough that I thought it was better. Even a Gravity Boys, I felt, did it a little bit better. Yeah, because it's just the, like, you know, oh, yeah, all I do is I keep copying all of these other popular manga. I'm like, exactly. Stop. Please. You know, alternate idea. What if it's his editor telling him to do that because they're popular and he really doesn't want to do that? <laughs> what if the writer was our ally all along? That would yeah, be it funny. wasn't any good. But yeah. What do you got at 19? 19's where I have the peas. Just this weird fucking fever dream where the main character is drowning his audience <laughs> because he's yeah. trying to help his sister. Uh, look, I don't disagree with your description of the chapter. <laughs> On uh, 19, I have Earth Child. Okay. Because, man, is this new character unlikable. Yeah, it's my number 18. I completely agree. It's like, ah, now we've got this other character that's pissed off she didn't get superpowers. Okay. Yeah, Why? also we're in space now. Yeah, that, that, came, like, that came out of nowhere. I was like, I was expecting more than two pages of, I need to learn how to go to space. Oh, we're in the space station now. That was, it was fucking fast. It wasn't out of nowhere, but it was an accelerated pace for sure. Yeah, I guess, like you said, it wasn't out of nowhere, but I was expecting, I, you know, it's not like I was saying, oh, we need like 50 chapters of him learning how to get into space. But I thought it would be like literally last chapter they were like, I don't know how we're going to do it. And then they just did. Yep. 18's where I got Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. I don't care about either of these characters at all, and I don't know which I'm supposed to root for. That's totally fair. Mine went slightly higher because I at least thought some of the fight was cool. Fair. I was just real dissatisfied with it. Totally fair. What do you got at 17? Black Clover. Same, actually. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you know I pay attention to Black Clover very closely, right? Yes. Is this also news to you that the demon's mom was Asta's mom? Did we know that? No. Because I swear we didn't. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. I think we, we it might It doesn't have... make sense as a reveal here. We might have had a bit of remembering that, like, there might have been a, like, oh, maybe, maybe it's that, but I definitely was like, wait, what? I mean, you know's mom makes sense. That was kind of set up. It feels really weirdly paced, mm -hmm. but, like, this chapter makes sense as a we're going on hiatus for three months chapter. Yeah. And then there's the, uh, oh, it turns out there's actually, we're going to go with the, oh, uh, yeah, Satan is only one of the top three devils. Well, that's just shown in manga. You yes. defeat Vegeta, he needs to have a boss. You need the legendary Super Satan, Kevin. Well, again, it's not that you beat Vegeta and he has a boss. It's, I'm trying to think, I, I can't think of a D &D, or a, a Dragon Ball Z analogy, but it's like you beat the one person and realize, oh, no, wait, there were five of them. <laughs> I, that also seems very shown in manga to me. It does. It's more that, oh, the wizard king, or he's not, is he actually the wizard king? Is that his position? Yes. Okay, yeah. the Wizard King is actually the devil. Yeah, and it's uh, like... Uh, look, I haven't read all of Black Clover. That seems like an ass pull to me. That it seems like an ass pull to me, and I've read all of Black Clover. I'm like, but he, like, specifically worked very hard to 
not like it seems confusing that it's like okay so he's trying to stop lucifer from manifesting reality that at least would make sense but before you go on let me ask you something about the reveal did the from the reveal did you get the feeling that he was messing with the guy who figured it out that he was like oh like rather than being like oh no what i am the devil do you think that was sincere or him messing with him because i think it's him messing with him and him being like ha ha i was evil all along that's how i read it do we read it the same no cuz i like i read it as almost like a possession thing that okay, I- like the devil of time was possessing that person it definitely seems like it was set up that way. Okay, you you think he's possessed. You think he was like, oh, no, I'm the devil, and then the devil took over? That's how yes. you read it? Okay. Yes. That's or possible. Th- something along those lines of like, you know, oh, shit, I am the devil. Or, you know, there's, oh, there's only, like, it It seems a little contrived. Oh, there's only one person who's ever had time magic. It's like, well, that's, it seems a little silly, but all right. <laughs> I mean, time magic seems super powerful. I'm willing it to do that. that. That bit is fine. It just, like, I do understand, you know, oh, well, there are actually three devils, and one of them had time magic, and you have time magic, and part of me wanted to go, like, nobody made this connection until right now. <laughs> it, well, the writer hadn't decided until right now, Kevin. Uh, yes, there is definitely that, but I, yeah, I took it as he was a pos- he was possessed, like, you know, the, the time devil had possessed a person, not, haha, I've been the time devil all along. Yes. Okay. See, I I read it. I can see that reading for sure. But I can see three different readings of it. And the one I kind of landed on was him being like, oh, him like pretending to be like, oh, no. Oh, Mm -hmm. ha ha. I was the time devil all along. Yeah. And now, you know, so there's no point in hiding it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to miss Black Clover for three months. And I'm excited for it to end when it comes back. Mm -hmm. I know you like it more. So hopefully you like the final arc. Yeah, I I do like it more, but. I would have been fine with the ending here. Like, not specifically this chapter, but like, we defeated Satan, that's the end of it. It just seemed like such a bad final story to me. Like, I didn't super like the other one we read through mm-hmm. while we've been reading Shonen Jump, but it was better than this one. Yeah. It really seems like the end of its rope to me. But like I said, I don't super like it, so. Yep. What do you have at 16, Kevin? 16's where I protect me, Shigamaro. Eh. Again, I'm not a huge fan of these kids, and... We're gonna build fantastical snow forts. The the heartwarming bit at the end where they like they build the actual snow hut and she's like, I like this one the best. It's kinda cute, but I just didn't particularly care for it. I liked it fairly well this week. It went higher for me. I have uh pa 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 at sixteen. Okay. It was a weird fucking fever dream where he was drowning his entire audience to make something for his sister. I thought mm-hmm. that was kinda cool. <laughs> Only kinda. Fair. What do you got at fifteen? 15's where I have high school family. Alright, so this trope where person comes in pretending to be your friend and it turns out they're actually super badass at whatever the hell you're trying to get them to do. Sure. <laughs> I'll talk more about that where I put it. I have Undead Kay. Unluck at 15. Okay. I mean, I think this all makes sense with stuff Undead Unluck has given us before, but it also seems like a bit of an ass ball. A little bit, yeah. Now, to be fair... I would say this does not feel like an ass pull. This feels like the aftermath of an ass pull. Okay. Because I remember fair. when she mentioned, I give all my points to you. We were like, what the fuck do points mean? Like, yeah. this seems like, this seems like a retroactive, like, let me explain in case you didn't understand. I was like, yeah, because I didn't. You just suddenly mentioned points out of nowhere. 
suddenly this is a Jujutsu Kaisen setup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't care. Right. Yeah, it's my number 14, so I agree with you. 14's where I put Dora Dororon. Okay. I don't hate this new character we're introducing, but the, it seems very tropey to me, and the chapter itself did kind of nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I want old female protagonists to get come back. It seems like we're just getting a new one. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, there's plenty of room for both of them in the story. Yes. So I'm not like upset at her, but it, like w- that I literally just said that and we introduced the new one rubbed me a bit the wrong way. Fair. Totally fair. And I just didn't think the chapter was great. Mm. What do you got at 13? 13's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. Like I said, I liked some of the fight stuff with it, so I at least enjoyed that. 13's where I put Protect Me Shugamaro. Okay. I, I like the heartwarming bit at the end, like you said. I also, like, the Animal Crossing joke got me pretty good. Gotcha, and I haven't, like, I haven't played Animal Crossing, so. And also, the, like, just them all being super, like, oh, a head pat. That's the greatest prize of all. Mm-hmm. Also got me a little bit. Gotcha. What do you get at 12? 12 is where I have Mission Yusakura family. Same, actually. Like you said, that the sudden transition of, like, all right, yeah, more silly Yuzukura chapters, and I'm like, yay! And that's like, nope, more serious stuff. Aww. Yeah, but... Like, it's not gonna be bad. Again. It did. It was good. Yeah, it was not the worst. What do you yep. get at 11? 11's where I put Doron Doron. Even though she is tropey, at least this is a, like, a new character that could be fun. So, I'll take it. 11's where I got My Hero Academia. I like this chapter in theory as the thing that happens, but I feel like the visuals and the storytelling are incongruous. Okay. And I don't feel like it tells the story it's trying to tell very well at all. Like, it's basically just all a build-up to Shoto having a new technique, but I'm not even really sure what that technique does. Yeah, it's going to be revealed next chapter, because we... Is it? Because I feel like he used it already. I feel like he... This is like he started launching it. So... So so I read it as he already used it, which greatly lowered my like of the chapter. It also just seems like an extra long beat we don't need, which is something my hero has been indulging in a lot lately. Yes. Like there's, I, I, there's I get wanting this conversation, but make it part of the fight, not its own like full long beat. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like I said, I, I feel like this is him. He has launched the attack, but we don't see what it has done yet. So like Got- next week is going to be what the attack does. I hope you're right. That's just not how I read it at all. Fair. Uh, but I'm very bad at reading comics for someone who does it on a podcast every week. <laughs> what do you have at number 10, Kevin? 10's where I have Mashal. Uh, like I said, Same. I laughed at, I laughed at <laughs> that one bit in the, the Iron Maiden where he just he punches the dude through the Iron Maiden. Yeah. And also the, the crazy chainsaw lady being like, get in the Iron Maiden. Mashal being like, no. It was good. Yeah, what do you got at 9? 9's where I have a kind of Banashi. Okay. It's it's, you know, like you said, I feel like this is going to be what Akanabanashi is, so I like this teacher who has an outside perspective of, oh, well, I think she's just one of those people that's like, I'm going to become an artist! And, like, she thinks, oh, it's just somebody who doesn't understand how hard the road that she wants to walk is. And then this one classmate who is like, no, I don't think you understand how much, like, the reason she seems flaky in school is because this is what she does. Yeah. She does not, she, like, regular school is pointless to her. Yep. I got high school family at nine. Okay. Well, I agree with you. This is pretty tropey. We just did the thing where the volleyball team got some new Mm co-highs. So I actually found it to be a good bait and switch to make it seem like, and now we're going to do the Shogi Club, but it's a different thing. Gotcha. 
and I just found the jokes to be funnier than they usually are. Gotcha. What do you got at eight? Eight's where I have Ashimon. You know, some good stuff in here. I'm looking forward to the duo reuniting. I think that, like, the last chapter was weird because main character man wasn't with Elder Sister, because I can't remember their names. So I'm looking forward to them meeting back up again. Yeah. Eight's where I put Sakimoto days. And okay. like I said, I like this arc of Sakimoto days, but a problem I think literally every Sakimoto days story has had, maybe there's one exception if we go all the way back, is I've never been interested in a villain. And so the longer a fight goes, the less mm-hmm. interested I get in that fight because the villain is boring to me. And that's really starting to wear here. I gotcha. Also, the new like protagonist bit, like the, or the new character they're trying to build up to presumably stay around for a little longer. I don't super care for. I feel like we have kind of too many of them in this arc. It is a tuning exam. It's kind of what it's here for. But with the two new girls, that's like enough new characters for me. And the the younger guy with the mask. Mm-hmm. I don't also need this weird guy who misspeaks. I didn't take it as the weird guy who misspeaks. I li- I took it as the guy who's constantly in his own head. Like we have that internal monologue of, Oh man, it'd be super embarrassing if I did this and this happened and now it's too late and like should I I should have gone you know, oh I should have got in a minute ago. So I kind of liked the the guy who's like just too you know, because he got in on a special recommendation. So it's like he's very talented. He's just too in his own head. And that's that's the thing he's struggling with. And because he's so nervous, he misspeaks and both because I, I do like Shin coming up, he was like, hey man, I can read your mind, so if you're concerned about if you're going to look stupid or not, why not just go for it? Because if you're going to flip out over it anyway, you could at least try. Yeah, it just didn't do much for me at all. Fair. Especially, I think the bigger problem though is I'm just so bored with this villain. Fair. What do you got at seven? Seven's where I put Witch Watch. You know, cute cat on Kago action. <laughs> And her being like, you know what? It's fine if I just don't tell them for a while. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's pretty funny that she keeps like, I'm going to tell them and it just turns into a cat anyway. Yeah. It's going to make the eventual reveal very awkward. If there ever is one, right? It's a comedy if, series. Yes, it is a comedy series if there ever is one. But I kind of like, you know, that that will be a joke that they will probably pull out at some point that she will not tell anyone. She will get like revealed to be the cat and then it will be super awkward when they're like wait so you've been the cat that's been hanging out in our apartment for like over a year See, the thing i want is for just the final chapter to be like 10 years later you know epilogue thing and they're like hey remember that time we all found out you were that cat that was weird <laughs> yes <laughs> seven's where i put the high key one shot okay it, it it's just kind of nothing like i said i don't dislike it it's got that good Haikyuu energy, but it doesn't add anything to the Haikyuu story. It's just like, hey, do you want to see all your favorite volleyball boys again? And I'm like, I mean, uh, yeah, but I could just read some Haikyuu if I wanted that. I don't know. I, I ended up really liking it, so. All right. What do you got at six? Six is where I put the elusive samurai. All of my memories of, are of weirdos is a great line. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the young lord fighting these guys. Six is where I have a Kanabanashi. Okay. I think I just like this like boy character and like how he's like, oh, no, she's really into this. Mm. I really like the setup. I think the next chapter is where I'm going to be like, this that's an Akanabanashi chapter, all right. But I really like the setup for this story. Fair. What do you have at five? Five's where I have my hero. You know, I was just liking it. I'm, I'm glad I'm back to liking my hero more. 
I wish I was there too. Mm-hmm. Fives where I have Witch Watch. I really liked Ken Go like doing this figure skating stuff in addition to everything you said, which is also mm-hmm. quite Fair. good. Yep. What do you got at number four? Four is where I put Sakamoto days. Like I said, I like Shin coming up and being like, hey, dude, I can hear your internal monologue. So if you're worried about looking stupid, at least if you're going to worry about looking stupid, even if you don't do anything, you should at least try something. Yeah. Like I said, that did nothing for me. Fair. Four is where I got One Piece. Gotcha. Like I said, when we were talking about One Piece, it was, I'm glad to have it back. I wish it was a little better. Mm. What do you got at three? Three is where I put the Haikyuu one shot. I just kind of liked the guy getting everyone together to play the the game, how he had to, you know, like, car salesman his way to getting all of these people to show up to the, not all of these people, but a, a bunch of these people to show up to the All-Star game. You know, like, oh, well, you know, he's going to be there. He is. The only one that really I enjoyed was the one with Kageyama, which is also kind of just like a comedy beat. Yes, I was going to bring that one up where he was like, Dude, this guy's super tall. <laughs> so I liked that, and then I, I I liked that bit at the end with the, uh, you know, here's, Haiki was a story about a bunch of guys playing volleyball. The world wasn't about to end. Nobody was, you know, trying to save uh, their mother or anything like that. It was just a bunch of guys playing volleyball. I got Elusive Samurai at three. Okay. All my memories are of weirdos, Kevin. <laughs> it's very good. What do you have at number two? Number two is where I put Blue Box. Just super solid. I liked, you know, I've, I've been liking this. Two is where I have Ayashimon. Okay. Dates everything I want out of Shonen manga. Fair. <laughs> you got it number one. One Piece is what I have at number one. For me, it's good to be back. And I just, I like the the bits with Luffy. Like you said, him, you know, even though it's not drawn amazingly well, him attacking with lightning bolts he's pulling out of the storm clouds is cool. I like kind of like Kaido's monologue as he's fighting of like, all right, cool, you've got these cool powers, but hockey rules overall. Roger didn't have any powers, and he's he was king of the world. I'm sorry, the way you said it, it it came out sounding like the sport as a for as a as opposed to the the one piece <laughs> concept. And I, I, like my brain was like, what the fuck is he talking? Was Kaido did Kaido have a hockey stick in this chapter? And I don't remember it. <laughs> no, no, it's a good bit. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry to undermine it like that. No, that that's that's <laughs> hilarious, because now I'm just imagining that, like, you know how sometimes they'll have little, like, joke things of, like, oh, yeah. yeah, there was, like, I could see this in the recording studio. Hockey rules overall. Wait a minute, Is I like said Kaido that. on the ice rink with, like, the pads? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Luffy being like, I don't know how to play hockey at all. <laughs> it's a mystery sport. I got blue box at number one. Okay. Like I said, a, a little uneasy with some of the uh implication stuff in this chapter but like i said i think the story overall will explore that and turn it into a positive and i really like you said like getting in shinatsu's head for the first time mm-hmm. that was just a huge moment to me mm-hmm. anything else you want to say about shonen jump kevin nope all right then we read kaguya love is war volume one and we will be back to talk about that after the break So we read Kaguya-sama, Love is War. What did you think, Kevin? Not really my bag. 
I just I didn't ever really get into it. That's super funny to me because I a lot of stuff lately has been you've been like I like this and I'm like yeah I don't and that's I would say more often our dynamic. I actually mm. really like this. Gotcha. Like from the beginning, I got super into it. I really love the two main characters. And I just love how we're constantly in their heads. And it's that almost like death note, like, ah, I knew you would do this. So I made this move. But it's just two people with a crush on each other. Mm -hmm. And I love how they're always super worried about how the other will see them. Like the the guy is always worried that she'll just be like, ah, how cute to him. I love that little recurring bit. Yeah. I love how the first three chapters are kind of a story arc with these movie tickets. Yeah, there's, I, I just, I think for me, part of it is it feels like it kind of started off with, I felt like the crush happened extremely quickly, like, cause it, it almost felt like it started off without them, you know, rather than being like, ah, we're, you know, I have a crush on this guy. He has a crush on me. Obviously neither of them know. But it didn't feel like it started off with them having a crush. It started off with, like, this is this prestigious academy. And then these two met. And now they have a crush on one another. I was like, that was quick. I don't know. I didn't mind that because it's all it's all in the setup exposition, right? Yeah. It, it's like where said, we start just, the story. So that yeah, seems it, fine to me. It just, it uh, it felt rushed to me. There's just the, so this is just not my bag. I'm sorry to hear that, because this is by far my favorite thing we read this month. Uh, hard to choose between this and Azamanga Dayo, but mm-hmm. they feel very different. I think this is more by pace. Mm-hmm. More that I just like chapter stories than I like four panels, even though I yep. was saying that some of the other stuff we read should have been four panel. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a very rich premise. I think the characters are not great. I don't think you could hold this forever, but I could read like three or four more volumes of this easily. The only part of this I didn't like was I got my copy from Amazon and it arrived with water damage. Oof. Yeah. So that's going back to Amazon, unfortunately, but that was the only problem with this manga, which is not this manga's fault. It's true. Amazon Warehouse's fault, I think, because the bag wasn't wet that it came in. Yeah. So then it was probably the... It, it, it hasn't rained here recently. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to say about it in particular? Because, I mean, it's mostly just gags. And like I said, I really like the premise. I think the characters are well done. I think it goes through enough scenarios. And I really like how deep into the heads of the characters we get. It's not gags about what's happening. It's gags about the way they're overreacting to their crush reacting to them. Yeah. And that really, I think, works. I do want to say, I don't think this was bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just, I wasn't getting into it. I... I guess I just didn't connect with the characters. And like you said, since it's so much about them being in their own heads, if I'm not connected to the characters, it just doesn't work as well. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to say, like, oh, God, I hated this. This was just of something for me. I was like, okay, I, I read this. Whatever. I don't have much more to say about it, unfortunately, because it's mostly, it's not really a gag manga. It's more a romance, but it's a very gag-heavy romance. Like yes. the, the situations are absurd, right? It's mm-hmm. the absurdly powerful student council taken up to 11. She's so rich, she's not allowed to walk to school and she doesn't know how to buy movie tickets. I, I also like that if she's like, well, I have to choose my seat in advance. What? Yeah. I mean, that's a weird thing to me because it's, no, those aren't the movie tickets. Those are vouchers to get the movie tickets, which to me is like, well, I wouldn't like, even nowadays, I wouldn't want to walk up to the theater right before the showing and then pick a seat. Like, that just sounds awful to me. Is, that's how, I mean, that's how it works if you just go to the movie and you don't buy your tickets online. 
Yes, but I like that's not how I want to go to the movies. You want like, to buy your tickets online and select them even further in advance. Yes. I mean, that's fair, Kevin, but do you remember the time? You, I know you're younger than me, but when you didn't even have reserved seating and you're just yes. like, oh, I can't sit next to anyone. Yeah, no, I remember because I remember I've always been about punctuality. So we would show up like 30 minutes before the showing time yeah, to yep. pick prime seating. I remember those times. I very much like reserved seating where, and I'm not saying I have to buy the ticket weeks in advance, but like even a day in advance and I can kind of like look around and cause you know, if it's a day in advance, eh, there's no really good seats. This showing, Ooh, if we go to the later showing and like eat dinner beforehand or, you know, Oh, go to the earlier showing, eat dinner afterwards or go for a lunch showing or whatever. There's better seats and yeah. you know, Oh, we can get like, Oh, if we need four or five seats together. It's Don't get easier. it twisted, Kevin. I much prefer the current system we have. Yes. But I go to movies with lots of people who go to haven't been to movies in 10 years. And they're like, oh, you should pick your seats ahead of time now. And I very <laughs> much got that energy. But except for it's instead, it's her being so rich, she doesn't even realize that. Yeah, and fair. I, I don't know. It lurked for me. Like I said, I think that just leaves us with personality power level, though. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst at the very top we have homer akemi she's too busy to go to movies mm-hmm. at the bottom we have koku from flame of Rekka, who i don't want to see in a movie god no at 78 dead in the middle we have buggy the clown and this is not fair to buggy the clown but because of the johnny depp drama going on right now i'm just imagining johnny depp playing buggy the clown and i want that <laughs> it wouldn't be good but i want it <laughs> I think Kaguya is the character to rank. Yes. Unless you have objection. She, although it's definitely a uh, two protagonist situation, she seems like the one we get more of. Yes. We have Kagome a little below here. I don't think she's quite as good as Kagome, but I think that's the right area. Okay. I like her more than Maka from Soul Eater, but I feel like you might fight me on that. Yeah, I'm going to just because, I'm. you know, a lot of it is I like Maka better. So I like him more. Or I like her more than Ichigo from Bleach. Yeah. Okay, you're not gonna fight me there. Nope. Um, I like her more than Takaro Nakai, who is the fat guy in Bakuman. Sure. Probably not as good as Rita from All You Need Is Kill. No. Which makes the final question better or worse than Tadashi Yamaguchi, who is the pinch server in Haikyuu. I think above because he hasn't got a lot to do yet, with definitely a chance for him to move one spot above her. But what do you think? Uh, that sounds fair. Okay, so Kaguya Shinomiya, 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 will go at number ninety-seven above Tadashi Amaguchi and below Rita Rotoski. I can say names, I swear. Mm-hmm. We have no Shonen Jump next week, mm-hmm. so we will not have an episode. But we will be back after that for our Shonen Summer, starting with Haikyuu Volume Thirteen. Until then, our opening theme is "Fighting Against One's Will" by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is "A Psychic Fist Fight" by Tom W. Emerit. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Is there anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. All right. Have a great two weeks, everybody.
Gotta stop.